Good evening, boys and girls. Welcome, everybody. TGIM, welcome back to the Stoop Radio Show right here on Blog Talk Radio. I am the ever-so-frightening Jeff the Shark Perini, and with me is the ghoulish, the frightening and terrifying train wreck. Also the train wreck. <laughs> Also, the officially officially named the world's greatest Wonder Woman costume wearer. Oh, oh. Jewel Tate. Jewel, welcome. Thanks for uh, being with us here this evening. How are we doing, Jeff? Happy Halloween Eve. <laughs> yes, very much a happy Halloween Eve to all you. Uh, better known as Mischief Night and... Uh, We've got a Halloween spooktacular on board for you tonight. Our guest, one of my favorites, Miss Sagan Amory, lead singer of Hail Sagan, also kind of self-proclaims herself as the queen of Halloween. So why not bring her in tonight? What do you think, Jewel? Very excited for this one? I'm super excited. I am so excited. I've been waiting for this episode. It's just going to be a cool night. I'm so excited to talk to her. And yeah, it's going to be a blast. Yeah, it certainly should be. We have not one, not two, but three songs from Hail Sagan. This is actually her second visit on the show. The last time she was here, uh, she was with a different band. Uh, she's made some moves, she's made some changes. Hair got more purple. I love it. She has the greatest colored purple hair of all time. I mean, me wearing wigs tonight, it's blonde, it's itchy, it's actually coming off. Uh, and I'm dying, so I'm taking it off. i got to ask her about who does her hair because it's awesome. Purple hair is really hard. I know from dyeing my niece's hair purple and blue so many times, it's so tough to keep. And, uh, yeah, it costs a pretty penny, too, and it's a lot of maintenance. So she has some great, long, luxurious purple hair. (laughs) She certainly does. And uh, she's got an incredible voice to go with it. She's got some awesome tattoos, and uh, she's awesome. Can't wait to get her here a little bit later on the show, and we haven't been on for a couple of episodes. You missed you the last few nights. Uh, we, of course, um, Monday night, last Monday night, we will watch our Eagles beat up on the Washington Redskins. Uh, Steve Howie had to reschedule uh, last Wednesday, so we uh, took a little time off. We relaxed, and we uh, have to come out and thank our last guest, the always amazing Lilith from Lilith and the Night, and our new song, um, it's exploding, and she was awesome. What'd you think, Rachel? Yeah. Oh my God, she was such a sweetheart. I was so excited to finally be able to talk to her. I've heard so much. I've become a fan um, through, you know, the whole time at the stoop. And yeah, she was great. And I, we definitely have to see them soon. Like especially when they come to the states. Like we'll be there with bells on to their shows. Absolutely. I'm at the point now where I'd like to get a jump start on it and just, you know, go out to wherever they are. And yeah. uh, and check them out. And I'm telling you, I've been for years. I've been skeptical about female uh, musicians, and I kick myself in the ass now for being that way. When you see Lilith, uh, like our uh, Sagan tonight, and uh, you know we talk about them all the time. Female rockers, rockers. Uh, we're trying to get Lita Ford on the show within the next few weeks. So I've become a big fan of the female rock star. And uh, like I said, it, it's very exciting. Um, being Who runs the world? Tonight, as I said, yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Men think they do. Women call the shots, and men just kind of follow along. And uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not afraid to admit it. 
<laughs> just, it definitely uh, is like just, the year of woman, though, don't you think? It's like yeah, everything. And, and more, yeah, and more years are getting me, and that's a good thing. There's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Uh, I think a 50-50 mix is what today's world is all about. And uh, My wife said this. She says, you know, at parties, at gatherings, we go out, whatever. You seem to be talking to more women and not as many men. And I got to tell you, just, you know, you like the opposite view of life. And it's um, it's smart. It's smart to pick up the other view, listen to both sexes. You know, both of us have great things to say. Even Jewel here on the stoop. And every once in a while, I shut my mouth and I let her talk. Sometimes. Is that a lion's head? <laughs> no. What is that? <laughs> well, in my Tropic hand. Cannon? It's Tropic Cannon. Cannon. Oh, jeez. It's the greatest beer ever made. It's the greatest beer <laughs> ever made. You don't have to admit it. Um, you know, you don't have to admit it. It's okay. That's fine. We, um, Sounds right. There's a lot of beer left. I lugged a lot of beer over to the studio, because as you may have heard, and if you listen to the show frequently, uh, last Saturday, the third annual Halloween bash right here at my place, and uh, we had a ton of people. We had uh, probably about at least 50 people. Great oh, time, yeah. people drinking. Yeah, people drinking, making friends. Jewel, uh, I've heard it from probably about 10 different guests right now. That you are the greatest Wonder Woman they have ever seen. Oh, that like makes my life. <laughs> I'm telling you, if, if you've seen it, if you've seen it, folks, she is absolutely positively spot on. It's perfect. She is built perfect for it with the heels she had, the height for it, fantastic. And she's looking at me funny. Uh, but, you know, I'm a little you... thicker than Gal Gadot. <laughs> <laughs> she's a stick. <laughs> It works. It really, it absolutely works. I think we're terrific. Um, so let's go into the top five tonight. Speaking of Halloween, we're going to do a top five, and it's top five of our favorite Halloween moments slash Halloween costumes. I pretty much lean towards my favorite Halloween costume stuff of all time. Not quite sure what Jewel did, but it's kind of a free-spirited one being Halloween, and it's fun. And so anyway, you want to do it. So Jewel, starts off. Let's give us five, uh, five big Halloween moments. All right, yeah, well, I did, like, costumes, but they all contributed to my memories, if you feel. So, uh, yeah, throughout my life, I was going to say, like, my five favorite costumes that I had, like, the best memories in. So, number five, I think I was about, like, eight, and uh, I remember being, I'm going to get the name wrong, but the first, the Batman with Michelle Pfeiffer, that Catwoman, I had that mask. So I was dressed in all black. And I had that Catwoman mask, and my cousin Dave was over, and he was trick-or-treating with me, even though he's, like, six years older with me, because he's a good cousin, good big cousin, and it was pouring out. And he was a mad scientist, and I'll never forget me and this mad scientist with makeup running down his face and just being drenched trick-or-treating, but it was the best time ever. So that's my number five. Uh, Number four. Um, Okay, this was... A lot later, this was PSU days, and me and my friend Kat, who um, passed away uh, about two years ago, but she was obsessed with Halloween. Her birthday was October 25th. It just passed, and she's like, yo, it's like October 2nd. Let's go to the bar. Everyone's going to be dressed up. It's October up Penn State, so everyone on College Ave is going to be dressed up at the bars. I'm like, all right, Kat, like, let's go. Like, none of our friends were dressed up. We went out with, like, 15 people. I was like, whatever, Kat. I was Silk Spectra from freaking Watchmen, and she was the Mad Hatter 
And we went to the bar, and we were the only people in the whole town dressed up. <laughs> but you know what? It was the, one of the best times I've ever had. I never was that crazily dressed out in public when no one else was. So, yeah, it was a great time. So, number three. All right, this one's spooky. This one's a little scary. But I was like, I would say 14, and I actually just posted this old picture but I was dressed as Snow White and my older sister Sharon was dressed in my school uniform I was in grade school so she was dressed in school uniform she's a little bit older than me and we went out Halloween night she was going to a party I was trick-or-treating but we were dressed up and we went to a gas station and we pull up we try to get gas and all of a sudden Mike Myers himself was standing behind our car when we were trying to get gas. My sister had already paid, but she got back in the car for some reason. I don't know why, but she was about to pump. And she's like, I'm not even going to pump. I'm like, but you paid. And and we were both just pissing ourselves because Mike Myers was standing behind in like the rear view mirror and he wouldn't move. So no, we were not about to get out of the car and get gas. So we pulled away with uh, gas paid. That was pretty scary number three uh okay number two uh when my daughter was born it was like a free pass for me to dress her how I wanted at least the first couple years of her life so of course I had to dress her as Sailor Moon I was Sailor Moon she was my mini moon she was chibi moon and (laughs) we had the best time it was like the first halloween she could walk and knock on doors and trick-or-treat so yeah that was such a blast and just great it was like a dream come true for me and number one of course i'm wonder woman i'm wonder woman like most (laughs) of my halloweens and so my daughter's first halloween i dressed her as baby Wonder Woman, and that was just <laughs> the best, because I got to share it with her, and it was my favorite, and yeah, my number one. That's pretty awesome. A great list. Yeah. Uh, and of course, Wonder Woman at number one, and I gotta reiterate, if you've ever seen Jules Wonder Woman, it's it's perfect. It really is, and you know, you say thick and all that stuff. She looked fantastic. Took us an hour to get her out of her jacket. She walked around saying she was cold <laughs> in a 900-degree house, because, you know, she wanted to, you know, flaunt it out to the, to the guests, but it was amazing, and probably one of the uh, one of the true hits of the uh, of of the party. It was excellent. You're a great too list. kind. And, uh, Thank you. I'm, I'm honest. I'm honest. <laughs> I, on the other hand, was uh, well, well. We'll listen to what I am shortly, or what I was for Halloween, because we'll get into my list. And I got a tie for number five. Tie for number five. Little kids on my first Halloween memories, and I'm older than Joel, so I was back in the day with the little plastic mask with a rubber band strap that go around the back of your head uh, and the uh, very uncomfortable, wrinkly kind of uh, material. Uh, Gene Simmons from Kiss and Keith Refue from Star Wars. Yeah, they were my first two. Uh, Gene Simmons had this uh, little thing of hair on top of his head with the plastic tongue that would hang out. and They were so uncomfortable, but you loved it. I mean, they had all your favorite stars, musicians, and movie stars and all that. So C-3PO, of course, was up there the following year. And, uh, yeah, being a kid and, and going out and getting that candy, magic moments. So that's uh, a tie for number five. Number four is this year's costume. Got a lot of rave reviews. Uh, once some people figured out who it was, some people weren't really sure at first. Uh, 
couple people messaged me and told that I was uh, young Donald Trump. I know what that meant. But it, but it was actually Zach Morris from Saved by the Bell. I was Zach Morris. Uh, you the wife great. was Thank you. The wife was Kelly Kapowski. I had the Bayside High Letterman jacket with the name Zach on it. Uh, my friend Steve is nice enough to make the giant phone, which is here in the studio. Awesome. So good. <laughs> Made it a little more Thank you. Made a little more giant than normal. It was terrific. Had the blonde wig on. You know, the jeans rolled up and the sneakers. Zach Morris. Very fun this year. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that a lot. Uh, that was number four. I actually shaved my whole face. <laughs> It'll grow back. You don't look uh, different number... without it, I have to say. Thank you very much. Because the shadow grew in like five minutes later. Kind of like Homer Simpson. <laughs> I shaved and then the shadow popped right back up. I look like... Um, Matter of fact, I was joking later on. I pulled the wig back a good ways, and uh, I was modern-day Zach Morris, now divorced from Kelly Kapowski, and <laughs> trying to hit on women. It was uh, it was funny. You had to be there. <sighs> number, number three, uh, I was, several years back, got me back into the spirit of Halloween in my early 30s. Uh, my father had made this amazing wizard costume that he had wore one year, and I borrowed it. I started going to Halloween parties again, and I loved it. I spray-painted my goatee like a bright white look like a wizard uh this big cape with stars on it and then the hat we took a witch's hat and cut the brim off it so it just stood stable as a triangle mm-hmm. on my head and it was awesome i love that I made a magic wand for myself very cool my father was always very creative he made that costume it was awesome i rocked that thing two years in a row which is uh, here's a halloween no-no i don't know anyway <laughs> i rocked it and i loved it that was number three the wizard number two was andre agassi and i know this sounds weird but it's also very simple it was uh, later in agassi's career when he had the shaved head and he had the goatee and all i did was you know put on a, a sweater uh, with some tennis shorts and some tennis shoes and a tennis racket and i was andre agassi just that holy evening. shit one of, the, uh, one of the true you kind of look like a- <laughs> you know what everybody said it like and i walked into the party and it was back when agassi was Still kind of relevant, and you'd still see his face on TV, and everybody's like, "Holy shit, Andre Agassi!" Just that, I'm like, Is "That easy." That's great. And number one, again, same thing. My number one last year, I put on a tan suit, I put on the gold tie, I had a microphone in my hand, trimmed down the goatee real thin, and I was pitbull. And folks, it came to light. The big sunglasses. I did a little karaoke skit at my party last year. That was before I. It was a disgrace. Meanwhile, the greatest thing you've ever seen. And um, a lot of people, again, looked at me right away and said, oh, my God, it's Pitbull. That's pretty cool when you can do stuff like that. And that was uh, my top five. Um, yeah, I mean, Halloween, I mean, it, it's one of my favorites. It's one of, uh, obviously, Jules' favorites, and we talked about it, and she was so excited because her and Mike had the matching costumes this year. Of course, she was a Wonder Woman. And uh, he was, uh, oh, my God, I always forget the name of the character. This is embarrassing. <laughs> a mechanic. <laughs> yeah, no. he's not a mechanic. Steve, uh, Steve Trevor, <laughs> the pilot. Yeah. It was yeah. great. She always talks about you you know, guys look costumes. great. Yeah, I, I saw Cassie first. I'm like, oh, my God, she's Kelly. And then I was, like, waiting to see you pop up. And I'm like, perfect. That was great. It was so <laughs> on point. And I love how you always go for, like, guys you kind of look like. Because I always go for girls that have black hair, like Snow White, Amy Winehouse, Wonder Woman. Like, that's what I like to do. So I'm glad you guys do the same thing. It's so funny. And, yeah, I I had a blast once again. And, yeah, it was tons of fun. 
Thank you very much. It went on until 5 o'clock in the morning. I met, I made new <laughs> friends, uh, and I loved it. I mean, really, me too. Me, I probably, you know, if, if I had to, I'd still be going. Uh, <laughs> I'd be going on for, for days. It got hot. I had to take the wig off after a while. Like I said, I became modern-day uh, Zach Morris. But uh, yeah, enough about that. That's great. Let's talk about something I real have quick. A, uh, I, I'm yeah, sorry. I have a birthday shout-out. Oh, go right ahead. Absolutely. It's Mike's mother's birthday, Robin, and I just want to wish her a very, very happy birthday. She doesn't feel well today, but I hope she has the chance to at least listen because she's an avid listener of us, and she always, you know, shares our posts, and she always listens to every episode, and I love her. She's my mom-in-law, so happy birthday, Rob. We love you. Uh, Yeah, it's Robin Devlin, I assume. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see her. She always is like the first person to like our post. Yeah. And now I know she listens, <laughs> she comments, and that's great. And we love it. I know Mike was talking about the show, and I know my wife listens, and now the family listens. That's what's big, getting your family into it. So uh, Mike's mom, Jules, future mother-in-law, Robin, uh, we wish you a speedy recovery, and I wish you a very, very happy birthday. And thank you so much for listening in on The Stoop. We really appreciate it. Yes, we do. And you know what? Let's do this before we get into talking, because we've got a lot of music to play tonight. And being that it's her birthday, and being that, according to you, she is epic, she's an epic mother-in-law, right. we're going to play from Hail Sagan a cover of the Faith No More song, Epic. This is their little spin on it. Sagan Amory from Hail Sagan should be with us shortly. This one goes out to you, Robin Devlin, on your birthday because you're epic. Here is epic. We'll be back in about almost five minutes. Enjoy. It's a great cover. Check it out.
favorite songs, too. And when I found out that Sagan had did a cover, I absolutely had to get it on tonight. It is the Faith No More song, Epic, and it was covered by, of course, our guest tonight, uh, Sagan Amory and her band, Hail Sagan. Jewel, I, I got no words. What do you think? I love it. I, first of all, I love that song. I was obsessed with that song when I was younger, and I yes. love covers done by the different sects. So I love guys that do female songs, if this makes sense, and girls that cover guy songs, because I love hearing the different ranges and, like, what they can do. Like, I, I, I love this. I love this. It sounded awesome. I freaking love that song, and I love her. I'm so excited for tonight. Same here. I also love covering members of the opposite sex. Oh, wait. Mm-hmm. I, I got you wrong. I'm sorry. You said something else. <laughs> Uh, yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, terrific. I've always been a big Faith No More fan, and i got to tell you, Sagan did it 100% justice. You hear bands sometimes remake songs, and they try to make it their own. They put too many twists in it. Uh, the only thing that was different was, like you said, the sex of the singer and her voice, solid, dead on, spot on, a fantastic mm-hmm. rendition. And I loved it. Absolutely incredible. Um, not to change subject, it was a Halloween show. I know we just played music, but we got some NFL news, big trades, tomorrow's the NFL trade deadline, and the New England Patriots have finally decided that they are trading their backup quarterback, the very handsome and studly Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, Jimmy is being traded to the San Francisco 49ers. It looks like the 49ers, I don't know, makes looks like uh, instead of maybe looking to draft a quarterback, they've made a different move, and maybe Garoppolo is the man of the future. But uh, tutored under Tom Brady, of course, in the Bill Belichick system, and now um, – the details aren't really finalized. It looks like Garoppolo was on his way to San Francisco. Also, the Seattle Seahawks made a big trade a few minutes ago, uh, and they picked up offensive lineman Dwayne Brown, who held out from Houston. And he, stayed, he played one game yesterday against Seattle, and it looks like Seattle's packing him up and keeping him home. So a couple NFL trades for you real quickly uh, on this Halloween Eve. Uh, of course, as we know, we're talking the Eagles won again yesterday, 7-1, tops in the NFC East. And that's it. We'll stop touching on sports. We'll get back to that later. <laughs> because I got a lot of sports. Last yeah, sports to talk about. I got to talk more Sagan. It's it's my thing. Me and uh, <laughs> me and Sagan, you know, we, we talk regularly on on social media through the messaging and all. And uh, she's great talent. Love keeping up with her. Uh, love finding out what she's up to. And you know, she's very down to earth. She's a rock star, but you know, she's got a lot of great things to say. She's very intelligent. She's a thinker. She's fun, and she'll be here. And uh, I, I'm not sure if it's going to be just her. It might be her and Nick uh, from the band. We'll find out. Um, Very anyway, cool. they'll be yeah, they'll be calling in shortly. She actually tried to get us at eight o'clock, uh, and I you know, asked her uh, you know, to give us a few minutes, and you know, she totally understood. She's just that excited to get here. I don't blame her. <laughs> <laughs> so excited to talk to us. <laughs> yeah, we're we're very exciting as uh, as we've seen. We got a lot of. Uh, Got a lot of thumbs up at the party, Joel, for our work, and some people do listen. They, you know, they like the the laid back style and the way we do it. And again, I really appreciate, you know, how Mike was talking to us about how we're laid back, we're different. We're not trying to be shocked, we're not trying to put people in weird situations. We want to know what they do, like in the morning when they go out and get their morning coffee, and what their neighbors are like, and what they like to watch on TV, and what they like to eat, stuff like that. You know? Yeah, stuff. that's that. That's really what I want to know about people. How do you spend your downtime? What are you doing? <laughs> I, like I said, let me live with you. Gen- <laughs> from Jennifer Taylor doing the uh, the school bus thing to Elizabeth Ho and having strict parents, and she you know tries to break the mold of that kind of stuff. Fun stuff. Like I don't need to watch 
the same interview 90 times with somebody going out with something um, scandalous that just happened to a star. And that's yeah. not what we're all about. We're not here. Did you, uh, did you see Elizabeth Ho? And she was uh, – the theme was like power women or Wonder Woman, like, at the conference she went to, so there was, like, a Wonder Woman, but she dressed up, because everyone had to dress up, Elizabeth Ho, and she was a Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> she was so funny in her costume, she, and she's a badass, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Like, it was great. It was just funny. But I like to know that stuff. What What are you going yeah, me out too. for Halloween as? Yeah, I, I like real stuff. I mean, I save the... Uh, Save the other stuff, and you know, Jewel and I are talking about something specific. We won't go too deep in it. We won't mention names. We're not here to bash people, but as we've said, we're trying to get Lita Ford on the show, and we we just seen an interview or two where people are just bashing her, bring up the ugly past and bad memories and stuff. I'm sure she doesn't want to talk about, and she's not going to be talking about that on the stoop. Uh, yeah. Tentatively scheduled for November the 22nd, the night before uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, had uh, again guests at a party were just gushing about that the fact that Lita Ford could very well be on our show and we're just as excited as you are. We're yeah. excited. I get excited for everybody. I get excited for everybody. Like I said, the, the I pre-show know. ritual was you know the pre-show ritual is Jewel hyperventilating and and fanning herself down with nerves and it's me drinking. rocking back and forth and drinking beers and you know that's how we get tuned up for things here on the stoop. But it's worth it. It's fun. It's a great time. Yeah, you have to. And uh, yeah, I just recently started another gig. And people were coming up to me, and I was telling them about the stoop. And they're like, Jesus, how do you get these names? I'm like, hard work, my friend, hard work. <laughs> we don't have an <laughs> intern here. <laughs> yeah, we don't have an intern. We need an intern. Hell, we're both interns. <laughs> yeah, we, we, I try to uh, get my you know, ungrateful nieces to do it, but <laughs> they, they try to help. They try. <laughs> Why not? Uh, email me at j. Parini at stoopradio.com. It'll take me a month to get back to you because I always forget the password. And uh, <laughs> we'll talk to you. Make an intern here yeah. on Stoop. So um, before Sagan comes in, before we talk to Sagan, it's Halloween. We're going to do this total improv. We're going to name, take turns naming chocolates and candy bars, starting with me until one of us stops. I'm going to say Hershey bars. Okay. Uh, Kit Kat. Uh, Reese's Cup. 100 grand. Ooh, Twix. Three Musketeers. Milky Way. Oh, okay. Whatchamacallit. Very good. We're going to stop right now. We are going to get on the airwaves with one of my absolute positive favorite musicians of all time, the lovely, the beautiful, the extremely talented Miss Sagan Amory. Sagan, happy Halloween. Hey, happy Halloween. <laughs> hey. <laughs> How you doing? I'm pretty good. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty I have good. Nick here too. Say hi to Nick. Hi Nick. Hi Nick. Hey. hey. Nick, uh, for, uh, we're doing great. Thanks for coming on. We didn't have you last time. We got you this time. It is Sagan and Nick, of course, from hi. one of our growing favorite bands. Hail Sagan. Hey. So what are you guys up to? What, what is the Halloween looking like uh, for Hail Sagan this year? Well, I got a pumpkin and I need to carve it and. Um, <laughs> Got some pumpkin flavored, scented, whatever candles going, and uh, oh, we went to Dark Harbor at the Queen Mary in um, Long Beach, California here, and that was really scary and cool. And that's like an amusement park, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's like a giant ship. It's like the Titanic. It's like some old ship that they open up and they like put mazes in there, and uh, it was really cool. Um, 
we don't get kids in our neighborhood that I know of because I've never seen any. I, no one's ever knocked on the door, so I don't. We don't give out candy. <laughs> if it's on the door, they're probably wanting to rob you. Yeah, we don't live in the best neighborhood. I mean, because Los Angeles. <laughs> well, Los Angeles is crazy. Like, there's sections that are really freaking nice, and then there's sections that are like really bad. And we're like in an arts district, so everyone that lives out here is like in the movie. You know, like actors, dancers, musicians, and studios. And this is where they film all the movies and stuff. But that being said, it's also like where a lot of gangs live and stuff like that. And so it's kind of like, you know, it's the city. That's what happens when you live in the city. <laughs> sure. Oh, crap. So I guess, um, so I guess with your bright purple hair and Nick with his nose ring, you two badasses are just like another face in the crowd, right? <laughs> well, typically nobody bothers us out here. We kind of blend in in the sense that, you know, Los Angeles is very open arms to like weirdos like us, but <laughs> The other day, actually, some guy did, like, say something kind of, like, I don't know, off-putting to us. We were walking up to to go get some food, and he, like, said, like, oh, I didn't know Halloween started early. And I'm like, it was weird because I didn't expect that. Yeah, that's all right. I told him off. But I didn't expect Good. that in Los Angeles. It's something that I think I dealt with more on the East Coast. But out here, it's, like, weird. It's you're, People aren't supposed to be like that. It's California. So I was shocked. <laughs> I don't think anyone's supposed to be like that. Like, uh, uh, just... Get over yourself. That's so rude. Yeah. I don't understand. Like, my 14-year-old niece has blue hair, you know? Like, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I, that's well, was I've he an older person. My whole life. I've yeah. lived this way my whole life. I'm, it's not, I'm not a stranger to that type of behavior, but I haven't dealt with it in a long time, so it's kind of, like, weird when, you know, when it just happens out of the blue, especially being in Southern California where it's so calculated, like, super liberal and whatever, and they're all full of crap, though. These people are just as judgmental as everywhere else, but... I don't know. It was surprising, and I just chalk it up to people who act that way um, must be very miserable with their own lives to have an outburst like that. So I kind of, you know, I kind of I try not to like perseverate on it too much. Yeah, yeah, he's an asshole. <laughs> yeah, that's, <pretty> much. <laughs> that's what he is. <laughs> that's pretty what much. Come to here. <laughs> I, I apologize. I got cut off briefly, uh, but I'm back. I don't really know what happened there. It's you know, it is. Halloween Eve, so maybe strange stuff's going to happen. So, um, yeah. <laughs> if we kind of want to talk about this, we tried to get to you. You were in town recently. You're on a big tour recently with uh, Mushroom Head, uh, and yeah. there seems to be a big boom in your fan base lately. And you got a lot of great new songs and things going on. Uh, how are you guys finding this new success? Are you really enjoying the band? Is it getting bigger and stronger? Talk to us about what's new and exciting with with the band, with Hale Sagan. I mean, it's awesome that it's getting bigger, isn't that like the point? I mean, that's why people put music sure. out and hope that someone hope that someone will give a shit, you know. But I mean, it's been awesome. The fans have been so cool, and everybody's been awesome to us. But the bigger you get, it comes with hardships, and I kind of never really contemplated that. I don't know why I thought in my mind of, oh, the perfect world that we all think we live in, where oh, my music will get big and everything will be perfect and easy, and it'll get so easy that I'll be eating red grapes and someone will be feeding them to me and fanning me. No, I'm just kidding. But I don't know what I thought. That's Nick's job. I don't know what I thought. I, I, I guess I did think it would get easier, but it's actually gotten a lot harder. Um, like, it's so much work. The amount of work that goes into this is ridiculous. Like, I don't, I, I'm not saying that I would go back and change any of it because I really enjoy it, but, like, if someone had told me when I was a kid that being a rock star would be, like, the hardest job in the world, maybe I would have chose to, like, I don't know, become an astronaut or something. <laughs> I don't what, know. <laughs> what do you think it is? Like, the amount of people you have to deal with? Like, the... the... Um, well, it's, I don't know what, I don't know what the music industry was like 
before this new because like, there's something's different like nick knows a little more about that but like in the sense of like the world is different with social media and internet and stuff and so music consumption is done differently and obviously there's not a whole lot of money left in it and so there's a whole idea of how to be okay and live with this whole thing because you have to do it full time but how are you supposed to get paid and it's just trying to figure all that out like how to pay your rent and do this and also like with that comes you know a smaller team of people that you work with and because people have to get paid and so like I don't have like you know a million people at my disposal I don't have handlers I don't have people I don't have security I have literally nobody I have a manager and an agent and then we have the band and so like we have to do our own accounting I have to do my own paperwork I have to do everything is done in-house and so like it starts to get out of control sometimes because we have so much work to do on so many levels and it should just be about the music, but it's not. It's about everything else. And so it's like running a business and, you know, um, trying to figure... Competing against a million bands. Yeah, you're competing sure. against millions yeah. of bands. Or back in the 90s or the early 2000s, it's probably, it was probably a lot different where, you know, yeah, there were a few bands out there, but, like, the amount of people who were trying to be musicians, which is shocking to me because outside of, like, it being cool to perform on stage and have fun with fans that's like the coolest part of it the rest of it's just bullshit and like i don't know why anyone would want to like why anyone would want to like not get paid to go out and do all this crap because it's all we are self-funded so we fund everything ourselves so we have to pay for it and then we have to pay people and like you know and so like it's i i don't make like i haven't made any money off this band i literally have we just joked about that getting off this tour i'm like I, i wonder when i'll actually make money and, like, it's just funny because I think people look at it and think, oh, look at them going around and, you know, it must be so nice. They're living the life. But really, it's a struggle and it's very difficult. So when I see all these new bands coming in, I'm like, why would you want to be in a band? Crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it's you know, you've got to really love music. you got to yeah. really love music to do this. You're sacrificing everything to do this. So you have to really be passionate. It, it's kind of like we do here. Yeah. It's like we do here. I mean, like you said, there's a million people trying to have radio shows and even through the Internet and on, you know, on regular radio. And it's hard. I mean, Jewel do all the legwork. We're just talking about that. We get guests. We do the questions. We do all the background check. And it's fun. and We love it. But there's a lot to it. Um, Yeah, it's crazy. I think I think people are under the impression that these types of jobs are real jobs and they're not real jobs. They're real jobs (laughs) in the sense that you have to do all the same work you would do if you worked at a real job, but without the pay. So they have to understand that starting a band is if you're really into or starting a radio show or anything that you want to do like that. If that's what your passion is, and that's what you have to be willing to accept that that passion is something that you know may not pay your bills and that you have to be okay with that because. There's no like free ride with this stuff. It's it's really hard. It's this is I've always I tell people all the time this is harder than going to co- I went to college for five years. This is harder than that. So wow. yeah, if if you think it's an easy way out, don't do it. It's not an easy way out. It's not at all. Yeah, and that's why I tell people too. Like it's a total passion project for us right now. So we're we're trying to step it up too. But yeah, carry on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and getting to you to the creative end of it, because I mean, as hard a work as it is, and you do work hard. We we talk every once in a while on social media, Sig, and I was telling Joel every once in a while we'll have a conversation, and you always seem so busy. But you're cranking out great songs, and we have three that we're playing tonight. We already played your cover of Epic, which was phenomenal. Uh, we're also going to play The Mirror and Just a Secret later on. So tell us first about your originals, the inspiration behind those songs, and then tell us uh, what got you inspired to play Epic, because it was just perfect. Oh, uh, thank you. Um, well, I mean, our originals, what's really cool is that we're such a new band. This band, we started this band like a year and a half ago, 
And yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, our first song, Dark Cloud, came out June of last year. So it's it's really we're a baby, we're like a brand new baby. So like our music is obviously <laughs> going to evolve, and we're just going to get comfortable, you know, like cutting our teeth and all that. But that original that music was our first EP, and we're very proud of it. And the Mirror is a very popular song, which is crazy to me because. It was originally my least favorite song, and it grew on me, and then it became, yeah, it was like my least, I don't know what it was, I, I guess, I don't know, you just, there's some songs that you love more than others, and it was like one that I would have pushed, pushed down in the pile in terms of sharing with people, but then it became like my favorite song to perform live, and it's such a fun song to sing, um, even though it's like a dark, it's got a dark theme to it, but it's still fun to sing, and I love performing it, and then it became one of my favorite songs, and then I found out that the fans also agreed it was their favorite yes. song, and so it just came back up to the top somehow, and I think music is like that. Any art, for that matter, is like sometimes the underdog ends up winning, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Makes sense. And the theme is drug addiction. Can you tell us a little bit about that and the theme of the song? Yeah. Well, where I come from, I come from the East Coast, and I'm sure you guys have the problem where you're at um, as well, but there's like a drug epidemic where I'm from, and it was weird. Like, I I keep saying, like, I shouldn't know this many people who've died from drug overdoses. I just shouldn't. Like, in in one lifetime, you shouldn't know anyone, but not this many. And I feel like every time I turn around, someone I grew up with is dying or dying or dead of a drug overdose, and it's hit really close to home. I mean, people that I, people in my family, people I've been close to have had problems because of drugs and like, I don't know, it's that opioid epidemic and what everything is going on with that. And like, it's scary. And so it just in thinking about it, it, um, it made me want to write about it. And that's what the mirror is about. And it's yeah. kind of cool. Cause the song is about, it's, it's a mixed perspective. It's, a perspective of the person who's on the drug and it's a perspective of the person close to the person, you know, kind of like living along because you're not a drug addict, but you have to feel like you are when you're around someone who is, you know, you're kind of dragged into it. So that's what it's it's, about. And it's, you know, so hard being that bystander and you have to, you have to live with it every day. And I just, I know so many people like that who are like that attached to people and, you know, I've had my best friends die, like two of my best friends die, you know what I mean? And just to be, like, even the partner in that relationship or, or being so close to that person and not being able to reach him totally is devastating. Yeah. So, um, well, it's, yeah, it's, you totally, feel powerless. You, you feel yeah. totally powerless, and there's literally nothing you can do to convince someone who's addicted to anything that they shouldn't be doing that, and they know that they shouldn't, but they can't help it, and then it's just a cycle, and, like, having to be, you know close to someone or even see people fall apart like that is just it's life crushing so I felt like for me it was you know kind of a cathartic experience all my songs everything I write about it comes from somewhere inside and so like you know that one in particular was about that subject and um so as much as it's fun to perform and it's like a real upbeat song the theme of it is kind of dark so it's interesting but you have a lot of great messages in your songs and um I know a lot of fans come up to you and say like your music has saved me. Um, how, how does that make you feel when, when you do have fans that come up to me? Like your music be- means that much to me. That I, I mean, it's their like life force essentially because you it's know, such music, an odd feeling. Yeah, yeah, it's an odd feeling because it's beautiful and I love that my music can touch someone in that way. It means I'm doing something right, but at the same time, it's also a real fragile feeling because it makes me think about it. Like, oh my God, like 
was is this true like would this person really be dead right now or not be okay like if they didn't hear this song that puts a lot of pressure on you as an artist and say oh my god like i have you know this kind of an impact on people it's definitely humbling but at the same time it i have i'm prone to anxiety so it makes me nervous sometimes (laughs) oh my gosh like I don't want to have people's lives in my hands, but I do a lot of suicide and veterans outreach stuff. And so like I already had kind of put myself in that position to help people. And so like, no matter what happens, I kind of already have that on my hands. So um, hearing that it helps them rather than hurt them is obviously a good thing. Absolutely. And, and and people appreciate it more than, you know, and you know, I guess just keep do keep doing the great music Keep doing the message, and people will listen okay. and and look to you. Uh, as far as that, we have the two of you and Nick. Um, what's the creative force like in the household? Do you two butt heads at times over music? Do no. You find it easier creating music that you're together. <laughs> I mean, give us Nick give us a scoop. I, what's going on behind the scenes? Somehow, Nick and I became like we just said joked about it today. Two peas in a pod. Nick and I are so much alike, but in such a good positive way that we just work so well together. I've never felt so comfortable creating anything with anyone before I've always felt like I had like a wall up with everyone else because people constantly tried to like stifle my you know artistic expression or tell me that I wasn't doing things right or and you know art can never be right or wrong it's your perspective but yet people will try to tell you that you're wrong and so with Nick it's been so easy it's like it's it's so meant to be it's so like it's serendipitous you know because you can know when something's right when it just flows so easily and um writing music with him is the easiest thing I've ever done, um, you know, designing our stage show and coming up with our creations. It's like, it all just like, it was like written in the stars, you know, it's like, this was supposed to be this way because that's how easy it's been. So working with him has been awesome. So, that's, amazing. that's incredible. That's incredible. And I, and I know. We, I, oh, okay. Well, go ahead. Nick, yeah, fill us in. Like what, what is your perspective on it? Um, yeah, it's just been such a easy experience. We, we, come up with the songs and they just seem to flow start to finish without any problems um every single song and we've written so many now and we're and it was your idea to do epic originally um, love it yeah Ah. (laughs) we're both fans of faith no more we both love my cat but nick was like oh yeah oh my god i think this song would work for you and at first i wasn't sure because let's be honest there's some rapping in it and i don't know if i could rap i was like (laughs) i don't know if i could do this and he was like, yeah, was, can. And actually, I did that in two takes, so it actually worked out. Oh, wow. I just felt like I felt like it fit her vocal range just right, and um, it's a song that nobody seems to be um, covering, but it should be covered because it's such an awesome song. And we just took a chance, and it ended up turning out really, really good. So I'm proud of it. Yeah, it's a really good. It song. should be. It, it should be. It's a phenomenal cover. And when yeah, when Sagan it said. When taking an offer is one of the one of the songs on the list. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm putting it on. It didn't even take me a second. As soon as I heard the cover, I'm like, it's perfect. I cannot wait. So an outstanding job, right there. Terrific. Thank you. Um, yeah, we really and, enjoyed covering that. It was a lot of fun. It was awesome. And like I said, your voice is spot on. And, and I guess you know it shows the the talents of you and Nick. And Nick picked it up right away to be perfect for your vocal range. Me and Joel said the same thing. It's perfect for you. You hit the notes. It's very impressive. And if I can real quick, I know when we had you on the show last time, a little over a year ago, you're with a different band and you kind of expressed how it wasn't really going the way you wanted to. There was some handcuffing. You weren't really being yourself. So now you would say this is you. This is what we can expect. Yeah. 
I mean, yes. honestly, that ba- that band was a completely toxic situation. Um, yeah. It was just not right in any way. I was not allowed to make any decisions, even though it was partially my band. And, like, I didn't have a whole lot of say in anything. I mean, anything that got released had to go past someone else. And it was always, you know, anything that I particularly wanted, it, it, the answer was always no. And I know I didn't feel like it was authentic. It felt like it was being forced in someone else's vision. Hal Sagan is... 50-50 with Nick and I, but because we are so much alike, it's like really my vision or really his vision in that sense, you know? Yeah, it's like us. It's like there's no like, you know, it's just what we see in our own way and somehow we always agree on everything, so everything you see is, you know, yeah, it is me. And um, the cool thing about it is that, um, you know, we are a brand new band, so that means that there's so much more music that's going to come out. Um, we're writing music now because we're off tour for the rest of the year. Um, we don't go back out till 2018, so we'll have all this time to, like, sit down and write new music, and we're really excited about that, um, and start to maybe, like, that evolve, you know, that evolution process where you, like, really start to dig in and figure out what you can do musically, so I'm excited about that part. Terrific. Yeah, definitely. I'm such a fan of Dark Cloud. I think, I love the song. It sounds so good. Um, I, just for our listeners, Nick, can you, uh... Name some of the people you work with because people are going to be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> some of the people that I've worked with? Yeah, like uh, uh, Marilyn Manson. and, and Oh, yeah. And, we I've played shows with Manson. I've played shows with um, Iron Maiden. I've played shows wow. with Metallica. Um, we did um, Download Festival with Rob Zombie in Lincoln Park. And um, respectively, too, I played um, on the Comedy Central Comedy Jam with Chester Bennington. I played guitar for him on that show. Yeah, you guys should be more excited about talking to him than me. This dude's a real rock star. Like, he's literally <laughs> been on stage with all of the greats. He was in Power Man 5000 for the last five years. Yes. He helped write the last album. He's done, like, some really big things in music. He was on the Comedy Central uh, show, the Comedy Jam. Um, and you can see him up there with some of the greatest musicians and like, He's, like, literally done everything that every musician, like, ever hopes to do, which is cool because now we have him, like, in the sense of this is, like, a fun thing for him, Hal Sagan. But as, he, he takes it seriously, but it's not as serious in the sense of, like, he's already done all the big stuff. So it's it's cool. It's a really cool but thing. But this is, this is, like, the culmination because you guys sound amazing, and, and this is where it was headed. So this is just – you, you yeah. guys are, are great together, and – um. And I heard you had some, uh, like, guest band members. Um, are you still having, like, the guest band members, or is that is that over? Yeah, we have guest band members yeah. all the time. We have some okay. rock stars under those masks. We, um, on this last tour, we had somebody from a band called Green Green Jello. I think they had to change their name to Green Jelly because of, like, um, a, like, a copyright <laughs> thing. And they put out a song yes. in the 90s that was really big, and they still tour out there. And then we have... Um, He's still he's on and off in our band. A drummer called Mike Dupke. He's actually with the D. Snyder band right now on tour, and he played for, with Wasp for the last eight years. And he was also with John Mellencamp. Yeah, so we've had like um, we've had different people kind of coming in and out um, because the whole idea with the masks is you never know who's going to be under there. So yes. when there's someone, you know, we all often like in, we'll, we'll announce it on stage. Like we have this one under here and this one under here. Um, and then we have new musicians, too, that are under there, like people who haven't really done all that big stuff yet, but they wanted a chance to come rock out. So we always say, if you learn the songs, you want to come on the road, 
you know, we'll put you under there. So that's like an open invitation to like new musicians who want to try out. And uh, so it's an ever evolving and changing um, uh, roster of people. That's all. That's a super. That's a super creative concept too to give aspiring musicians think, hey, I could just throw in the mask. But I got to ask Nick with Halloween just passing and knowing how I get, aren't the masks hot as hell on stage? Dying under those things. Um, they're actually not that bad compared to my old robot helmet. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Um, Point well made. Okay. They're they're a pretty light, um, like vacuum formed plastic, and they fit on like a hockey mask, like a Jason mask. So um, okay. the back is breathable, and then the eyes are actually um, full vision, so you don't even really notice that they're on too much. Um, the worst part is we wear a nylon head sock underneath the mask, and that gets like super sweaty, so your head gets all wet. <laughs> Your hair gets matted to your face, and sometimes my hair will, like, peek through the eye hole and, like, stick into my eye the whole set. So. Yeah, we go on stage, like, looking all, like, glossy and, like, nice, and we get off stage looking like a disaster. We all do. We come out, and we're just, like, sweating and, like, hair stuck to stuff and makeup smeared, and it's it's kind of hilarious the before and after. Yeah, I kind of spent my whole so career think- playing masks, though, so... It's uh, it's not too difficult for me to do it. That's very cool. And we were talking about that anyway. And, you know, um, I know Jewel was mentioning because Jewel has a rather long uh, head of hair. Sagan, who does your hair? Because the purple is phenomenal. It is like the greatest <laughs> purple color. Purple's where you're in right now, and you really rock it, and, you know, and it's kind of become you. It, is, is that all yourself? Is that all your own work? That I do my own hair. Um, you can wow. see a tutorial of my current hair on youtube.com slash Amory where I teach people how to do the lavender because it's not something you can just buy. You have to like, it's kind of like it's, you have to mix it up and do all this stuff. But um, yeah, I do my own hair um, for several reasons. One, because I don't have a hairdresser on the uh, on the payroll currently. <laughs> and, um, They're expensive. <laughs> yeah, I would probably buy a bodyguard before I'd buy a hairdresser <laughs> or a security person. But, um, but yeah, I don't have a hairdresser on the payroll, and so I do my own hair. Um, I don't find it to be very difficult at all. In fact, it's quite easy to do. Um, the hardest part is keeping up with it, maintaining it, but the lavender, which is a shade of purple, because I know some people were like, oh, no, she got rid of the purple. I didn't get rid of the purple. It's still purple. It's just a lighter shade of purple. It actually is easier to maintain on the road um, because um, the hair dye comes in a small tube, and it, it's more concentrated when you do it this way because I mix it with, like, hair conditioner. So it lasts a lot longer, so I don't have to try to figure out how to get the dye on the road because I take it yeah. with me, but if I run out, then I run out. So with this, I'll never run out. And um, and it's really easy to just kind of throw in real fast, and it doesn't get all over the place as much as the darker dye. So I found, like, a happy medium in terms of being able to consistently maintain my hair dye and be out on the road. So this is the, the way I'm doing it now. But, um, yep, I do it all by myself. Oh, yeah, my and, and yeah, I do Nick's hair, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was going to say, because yeah. I, I do my own hair, and I do my niece's hair purple, like, a lot. She went from, like, purple yeah. to blue because it got messed up. And I'm not a professional <laughs> hairdresser, but, like, I do my own hair, and uh, that's who I trust. But, you know, I, I just feel like I don't trust anyone to do my own hair. Um, that, too. That, too. Yeah. 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 
And I was going to say, every because... Time I've ever, and this is not a diss against hairdressers. I'm sure there are some wonderful hairdressers out there, but I've had my hair destroyed at hair salons. I've had my yeah. hair destroyed by expensive <laughs> hair salons, like the kind that charge you $300, and you think you're going to walk out looking like a supermodel, and instead you're crying. Like, I, <laughs> I just... I don't... I don't let people touch my really hair. Really easy to walk out with a mullet. Yeah, very yeah. easy to walk yeah. out with a mullet. <laughs> well, or I was going to say because you could bring in like I want to have a photo, and this is it's crazy. You'll like, you'll get a photo of what you want. You bring it in, and you go, okay, I want my hair to look like this, and they'll totally do the opposite of what you asked for, and then they get mad at you and say, oh, well, I can't make you look like Angelina Jolie. It's like I'm not asking <laughs> to look like Angelina Jolie. I just want you to do my hair the way I asked you to do my hair. So yeah. I haven't. <laughs> I haven't had any really good experiences with hairdressers. Um, so if there are any out there that want to change my mind, um, <laughs> you're, you're welcome I'll to. I'll be your hairdresser. I'll step up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They chop all your hair off. They always try to chop all my hair off. but uh, That's the thing. They do. I don't let them cut my hair because I just trimmed my own hair yesterday because I feel like when I say a trim, I'm not looking for like an actual haircut. I just want to trim. And like <laughs> I'm afraid that they're going to give me like a totally different haircut. It's scary. Haircut, yeah. It's it scary. is scary. Well, I would say, like, a hairstylist is as personal as a tattoo artist. Yeah. Now, do you have yeah. someone who does, do – you, do you go to different artists or you go to the same artist for your tattoos? I go to different artists. I've been to so many different artists um, all over the country. Um, but the thing about with tattoos is – I mean, I have some cover-ups, so I did I did get some bad ones. Um <laughs> Just like haircuts, you know, you end up with a couple bad ones here and there. And the good thing about tattoos is unless you get a really bad one that you can't cover, for the most part, that you can cover them up and you can find some really good artists that are willing to work some cool artwork over some of the bad ones. But I don't know. There's something about the haircut that I'm terrified of. <laughs> like, if you could put, like, ink on my skin, but stay the hell away from me with those scissors. I don't know. Watch my hair. <laughs> Yeah. It's well, the, the hair is, I mean, my hair in particular is iconic in the sense of, like, I'm the purple hair, you know, rock and roller. Yep. Like, that's what I do. Right. Everyone knows that. So, like, imagine if they were to mess up my hair and then I didn't, I mean, you know, I ended up having to shave my head. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> like, crazy to me. <laughs> that would be yeah, so no. crazy. And then I could join the band. It would be like a bald-headed band. It would be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not too afraid. But we can start a bald-head band and... We can just man, maybe tattoo our heads. Yeah, I don't know if we can shave Nick's hair, though. Nick, do you ever consider shaving it down? Um, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be so easy. That was easier next time. Well, I thought of it, too, though. Even though I don't want a shaved head, I had, when I was younger, I used to do, like, the skater haircuts and stuff, and, like, it was a lot yeah. easier. Like, this ha- having ha- all this hair and, like, dying, it's crazy. It's, it's a lot of work. You gotta go buy hairspray. And you have to find your comb every day. Yeah. Well, well, I wanted dreads until I found out you had to cut them out. I was like, oh hell no. Yeah, <laughs> oh no, you don't. No, no, no. You no? don't have to cut them out. That's not true. Absolutely not. If you look up, if you Google me, it's funny. If you Google me, um, you might be able to find some pictures of me up there with dreads. I used to have turquoise dreads about three years ago. No way. And I actually, yeah, I combed them out. But it's a pain in the ass. Don't get me wrong. I'm not telling you it's gonna be easy. It's not. But if you dredge your hair and you decide you don't like it, you can actually comb it out. You have to get a, a giant bottle of conditioner and then sit in your bathtub for the night because you're going to be in there for a while. And yeah. you just like, I, I, you know, I just threw on some music. I sat in the bath and I just combed. You just have to carefully comb it out with conditioner. You can get them out. Yeah. Holy shit. Well, yeah. I'm not in college I'm not, anymore. I'm not and I got a day job. <laughs> I'm not yeah. recommending that you do it because it'll ruin your hair. It's, it'll look like shit. But I'm saying you don't yeah. have to shave your head. You can You can get them out. 
Yeah. I just tease the shit out of it. It tends to have the same effect combing it out. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, my hair, <laughs> believe me, I was just, I was just like texting my mom earlier and saying, can you put mayo on your hair? Is that a real thing? Because I'm like, my hair is so good dry from bleach. And she goes, I did it years ago. You can't wash it out. I'm like, oh, okay. Mayo and Olive oil overnight. So she said do olive oil overnight. I don't know. I don't know what to do with it. So if, yeah, you, if, you do, uh, if you do Google Sagan Amory dreadlocks, there was a picture of you with green <laughs> hair and dreadlocks. It's pretty wild. Yeah. It does yeah. look good, though. It does. Thank you. Turquoise, yeah, Jeff. Turquoise. 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 Sorry. Get it right, Jeff. <laughs> I went quick. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so, that um, was, so that was my hair like that, and I combed it out with some conditioner and a bathtub one night. So you can do it. It's pretty awesome. I'm looking it up. <laughs> so the next dreads, tour. Dreads are, really, dreads, are, dreads are the worst. Like, they are so hot. Talk about upkeep. Oh, my God. I thought, oh, I'll get some dreads, and I won't have to do anything to my hair. Are you crazy? <laughs> no. It's insane. you got to constantly twist them and, and roll them and all kinds of put some all these oils in them. It, it's such a pain in the ass. Don't do dreads. Yeah. Too much itch. Don't do dreads. And then when you take them, when, then when you comb them out, you're like, there's all this weird stuff in them, and they smell weird. You don't want to deal with that. It's, it's, it's not good. Dreads are not, they're not, they look nice, but they're not, they're not easy to take care of. Yeah. yeah they look I good in the picture. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they um, look cool. I mean, definitely cool. So for the upcoming tour, you mentioned you're going to go on tour next year. Any cities in mind? Can we get you to Philadelphia finally? Uh, where are you looking? How big are you looking to go? Um, I do want to get over to the East Coast next yeah. year. So We only played a Please. show in, um, we played Pittsburgh and Easton in Pennsylvania, yeah. so we have to we have to hit up Philly. I don't know. It's weird because we don't really get to decide. First off, I mean, really, when you book a tour, you're lucky that you can even book a tour these days. But then you get they this is they say this is where this is who wants to book you. This is where you're going. Um, it's oh up yeah. To the fans. It's all up to the fans. The more that the fans, if you find out who your promoters are, you find out the venues. And you start bugging them on Twitter, email, phone calls, whatever you can do. The more you bug your venues, the more likely they are to book us. And that's how it works. So everything we've done has been because the fans brought us there. Um, either that or we had a, an agent that maybe booked us in some weird place in the middle of nowhere. But like, <laughs> yeah. Does that happen? You hear that, people? You, you got to fuck go, your How the hell did I end up here? Yeah, it's up to yeah, you guys. You, you guys yeah. have to harass the uh, venues and the promoters and eventually they'll have to book us because they'll go, well, I guess these people really want this band here. <laughs> that was one We're of the on main it. things on the last tour that I heard from promoters is I, I heard so much, so many people were calling in to get you here and yeah. like, yeah, so that's it how, really works. It, it really works if you hit up the local promoter in your town and and, uh, and just bug them. Yep. We're, All right, we're that's definitely on it, Jeff. <laughs> Twitter is really cool because you can tag them on it, and so and then people retweet it, and then it just kind of goes around. It kind of spreads. So bug your cool. bug your rock stations too. Yeah. Your, your have local them play FM us. stations. Bug the the uh, program director. Yeah, we got lucky this year. We got we got on talk. a lot of really big FM stations this year, and a lot of it was just because again the fans were constantly whining and bugging them and saying play again because the the fm stations work with the venues that bring us out and so it trickles down and so anyone you can bug that's the best yeah way to get it's it. up to the fans all like 
we're we're an independent band. We're not signed to a label currently, and so the way that that works is, I know a lot of people assume that we're on some big label, so they they could think you know it looks that way, but it's not. It's just all us, and so we have are subject to the same rules as all the other independent bands, which is it's up to the fans to make it happen because we don't have um, the people behind us to put us on anything like that big. So if the fans ask for it, then that stuff will follow, but it's up to them. Absolutely, and you can uh, help. Get Sagan and Nick and Hail Sagan out here to the East Coast by checking out their stuff. HailSaganOfficial.com is the website. At Hail Sagan Band on Twitter and, of course, Facebook fan page, Hail Sagan fan page. And their music is worth it. They're worth checking out. They're good-looking people. They're great rock stars. Their stuff is incredible. And this interview was amazing. I thank both of you for coming on. And Thank really, you. we had oh, an outstanding time. Nick, thanks for joining us as well. I know we re- usually no reach problem. out to Sagan, but we loved having you to your outstanding. The band is Hail Sagan. Yeah. Nick and Sagan, thank you so much for coming on. Happy Halloween, guys. And we'll talk to you real soon, Happy hopefully, Halloween. on the East Coast. All thank right. you, guys. Talk soon. Thanks. Good night, guys. You got it. Bye. 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 <laughs> Bye. Bye. That was... An awesome interview. And, again, like we said, um, down-to-earth stuff. The the real inside of, of Nick and Sagan. Uh, Nick, as you know, as Sagan said, was a member uh, previously of Power Man 5000. Uh, he's a great rock star, great guitar player, and Sagan is a great voice. They are an up-and-coming band, it sounds like, and we're very excited for that. And, Jewel, kind of like we talk about a lot, and we talk about it here on the show. Me and my wife, she's a power force of me, and she really does help me and, and gets me along in life. And I know you and Mike, and I've, I've seen it in person, and I, and I hear you talk about it. The bond is outstanding, and everybody needs that. And it's not so much you know, if you're married, not married. Uh, it could be a best friend. It could be lover. It could be husband, family, whatever. Unity, and unity, and it proves it right there. Nick has been through the rock stage. He's got all the names. Yeah, he's got Sagan who wants to be more creative. They link together, and boom, the product is getting great. Dude, when you can be yourself around the person, especially if you're working with them, like, like in that creativity, like it just blossoms. Like, like I don't know, like me and you, we got a good rapport. You know what I mean? We like we like bounce off of each other, and then in our respective relationships, like we're just ourselves. And she can finally be herself, and Nick is. Outstanding! I can't believe. I mean, he's just—he's been with everyone, and he is really outstanding. And they just sound phenomenal together. And they're such cool people. And I'm glad she's finally happy. And uh, yeah, great music and and great people. I love it. Me too. Absolutely terrific. And uh, like I said, having Nick on was a little bit of a surprise when I talked to her. She said we're we're on hold. I'm like we're and and we got Nick as well. And we got to hear some yeah. of his stories. Outstanding. Uh, Nick and Sagan again. The band is Hail Sagan. HailSaganOfficial dot com is our official website. You can check out Sagan's beautiful flowing uh, purple and lavender locks. Her amazing tattoos. You check out great the band. Hair. Check out great the music. Tats. <laughs> yeah, great hair, great tats. I mean, she's a, she's a stunner. She really is. And, you know, I'm sure she hears it from a lot of people, but she's music as much as sex appeal. People on the East Coast, I know we got a lot of East Coast listeners. Check this band out. Ask your radio stations. Buy their stuff on Apple Music and iTunes and all that. And let's get Sagan Amory uh, and Hail Sagan to the East Coast. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Since they were on and since they were so great, we're going to play another, another little number. We think, Joey, you want music? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, we uh, 
we may skip some topics tonight. We may skip what's on your playlist because we're going to – we got two more songs uh, from uh, Hale Sagan. The next one is the the one we've talked about, the gripping one known as The Mirror. Uh, kind of funny to hear it. It wasn't really a favorite in the beginning of Sagan, but she told me uh, through email, she's like, look, this is the song you got to get. This is the song that people want. So we're going to do it right now, Jewel. This is The Mirror by Hale Sagan. We'll be back in about three and a half minutes. Enjoy. I'm so 
Oh, yeah. Absolutely. The song is The Mirror, and the band is Hail Sagan. They were our special guests tonight, lead singer Sagan Amory and Nick. And I apologize. I'm not going to try Nick's last name because I butcher it every time. I'm not even sure how to say it. <laughs> Let me try <laughs> but, it. Yes. Quijano. Quijano? Okay, Quijano. Right. Quijano okay. or Quijano? <laughs> Quijano. I should have learned Quijano? it. I'm, I'm an idiot. I but I didn't expect him to come on. No, I don't. That was a, me neither. I didn't expect him to come on tonight. That was a super-duper surprise, having both Sagan and Nick. Uh, Nick's been around the rock scene a long time, as you heard. He's got some uh, great connections with some great bands, and it's very exciting. And now he's in a band that he loves with a woman he loves that the women we all love. We love Sagan Amory. Fantastic. Excellent oh, yeah. stuff. We've got, an, we got another one of their songs coming up uh, shortly. Um, but again, it's Halloween. Me and Joel did the, you know, the candy for uh, Shake Off, and we, we came to a tie. Nice job, Jewel. She had to get in another bed. I tried to cut her off to get to the phone. She's like, oh, what's her going? What's her going? I made sure she said it three times. Make sure I got it. Nice job. Congratulations. That's like my favorite, too. What's your call? Mmm, so good. I, that used to love, I used to love what's your call. I do love 100 Grand. I used to love what's your call. Um, Milky Way Dark, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Dark? Kind of candy junkie. What's the matter with you? Oh, Milky Way Dark is phenomenal. (laughs) Phenomenal Milky Way Dark. I like my Milky Way like I like my ladies. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Did you watch uh, Stranger Things? Because they talk a lot of candy. I uh, I do not watch Stranger Things. I know one of the things I want to talk about was I know the new fall season of shows. And I know a lot of people are big on Stranger Things. And the reason why I kind of curbed that subject, I don't watch any of those shows. (laughs) No? No. No? No, my my TV regimen has become my TV regimen has become sports this time of year, especially and um, shameless. That's all I need. Really, right? Are you caught up on Ray Donovan because that ended last night? No, we kind of we hit a little bit of a brick wall at season five because the wife went with uh, uh, Sons of Anarchy, which I'd never seen. She is. The queen of binge-watching. If there's a network out there that has to hire somebody to binge-watch previous shows to get the fan <laughs> feedback, I've got your candidate. About a week and a half, she's in, like, season six. And I'm like, like what the see, hell happened see, here? See, that one got that one got boring to me, like, real quick. I don't know. Like, I, I watched the whole thing, but, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, my, Mike loved it, but I don't know. I got I got a little bored with it. I couldn't follow it. I didn't know what the hell they were doing, but I love Walking Dead. I love you watch Stranger Things. I swear you would love Stranger Things, and because it's just a throwback to all the '80s movies. It's like, and this season I feel I'm in like five episodes deep. It feels like Gremlins meets Alien meets Close Encounters of the Third Kind meets E.T. Like it's, it's really cute, and I I love the kids on it. Um, and, and it's quick seasons. I think there's like what eight or ten episodes each season, so. It's easy to watch. That's what a lot of these new shows do. They give you like eight to ten episodes, and then it's gone for like a year. Um, yeah. We've talked about it before how, you know, the um, – wow, I drew a blank on the show. Uh, <laughs> Game of what? Thrones. I'm sorry. Wow. Game uh, of Thrones. How how up in the air people get it. They ran, what, like eight episodes, and now it's off for like a year and a half, and people are freaking out. 2019. That's a long time. <laughs> that is a long time to wait – for more television, and it's funny because as a kid, uh, again, the, a little bit of a generation gap between me and you. As a kid, when Star Wars was big, you would watch it. 1976, the first one came out. 
You had to wait until 1980 for next. We had to wait four years to get another Star Wars. Yeah. And then you had to wait another four years. Now you get a Star Wars like every other year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, people are just expecting it now. Like even um, like Fifty Shades of Grey. Like it has to come out every Valentine's Day. And now it's like Walking Dead has to come out every Halloween. And now it's going to be the same thing for Stranger Things. Like people were just expecting it this time of year. And they're, they signed on for another like three seasons. Thank God. Because I like the show. I think it's so cute and uh yeah, it's like cute horror. I can deal with like cute horror or like thriller horror. I can't damn, I can't stand gory horror. Like I won't watch the Saw movie. I love thrillers or like Halloween like killer movies like that. But yeah, horror really freaks me out. I'm a big, I'm a big punk baby when it comes to horror movies. Ain't nothing wrong with that. And it was one of the things that we. Uh normally touch on with Sagan. I know she's Sagan, a massive, yeah. uh, actually a huge horror fan and uh want to talk a little bit about it. But like I said, we, we focused on the music tonight and that's good. And, you know, apparently uh, just in the talks I have with Sagan, I guess pretty much any time I, you know, ring the doorbell and say, hey, would like to come on, they'll be on. And that's great and because we absolutely love that. Um, Jewel sent me this rather awesome article. I'm trying to get this thing to stop. It's shaking all over the place here. Uh, from CBSPhilly.com. And uh, it's about an art teacher in New York who has set the bar extremely high for Halloween decor- uh, decorators after his creative graveyard display drew national headlines. So the New York resident is paying tribute to all of this year's, quote, dying trends. And he pokes fun at everything from pop culture to politics. And he's got these tombstones in his house, and some of the names are hilarious, Jewel. Um, <laughs> old Taylor Swift, Trump Care, <laughs> Accountability, which is hilarious, Watching Live TV, we just talked about it with my wife, uh, Normal Seasons, because the weather is friggin' ridiculous. Uh, he's got Dabbing, and of course he has his sister in the background, uh, Dabbing. And it's funny, and it's tombstones, and it's absolutely great. Um, some people are so creative, and I know you found this in sense. I mean, it's hilarious. Um, are you are you that creative? Do you know how people come up with this kind of stuff? No, I don't. And and people just <laughs> like you just see all their great ideas. You're like, God damn, why didn't I think of that? Like Pinterest. But this is amazing. I think, and this could be like a tradition for people. You could just do this every Halloween because that's great. Um, yeah, like I'm I'm trying to think of what else has gone out of style that we need to just get the hell rid of this year. <laughs> uh there's a lot. There's a lot of words, uh catchphrases, actions that I would love to get rid of uh, for the rest of the year. Um, lit. Let's get rid of lit, please. No lit is good. No lit. It's so Oh my god, I can't stand it. Oh, he's got more. He's got plump lips. He's got Payless shoe stores. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of them, and it's really funny. Uh, it's actually very cool, though. So if you get a chance, it's uh, cbs.com. Uh, you know, to give you the link of exactly how to find it, it's kind of hard. But if you look at this house, he's got like a skeleton and then the, the graveyard tombstones in the front and like a purplish effect. Uh, it's awesome. It really is great. Definitely check that out. You know, there's this uh... – Speaking of this, there's this house, guys. It's on Loretto and Bly, I think, in the northeast. And this guy is decorated for Halloween year-round. He has this, I want to say, 20-foot Grim Reaper 
in his front lawn, and his car is like the Dragular. It's like uh, all decked out Halloween heart. It's I call it Demon House every time I pass. It's right by Roosevelt Mall. If you go down the street and go on Loretto, it's right there. But he he's decorated for Halloween in like January, and it freaked me out the first time I saw it because at night it's all lit up like the Grim Reaper has red eyes and he has gargoyles and all these red lights shooting out. It, it is so freaking creepy. And I haven't seen his house at night lit up yet for Halloween, so I have to drive past it. But it, it's it's sorry if I'm like putting this guy on blast, <laughs> but it's the creepiest <laughs> house I've ever seen. It's so creepy. I mean, it deserves an award for creepiest house ever, I feel, because it's just that scary. And actually, I got Correct. scared driving by it. Like, that's that's some real shit. <laughs> Poor ass house is going to get absolutely bombarded. But, you know, nice shout-out from, from Jewel it's to like, this poor like Christmas. Bastard, you just, you just drive by. It's like Jackson Street. You just drive by and admire it. You don't have to, like, be an asshole to the guy. I mean, I, I want to know what his deal is. <laughs> I don't drive down Jackson Street much. It's a challenge no. now. Jackson Street used to be yeah. the fun part of town. Now it's the shaky part of town. It's a little shaky, but still fun. <laughs> we got to get you up, up here by uh, by the studio. Um, I know, right? Moving yeah, absolutely. Moving, moving on up. <laughs> Thanks to the stoop and the multi-millions of dollars that we generate here. Um, God, was Sagan hitting the nail on the head about starting her own thing and going from the ground and being your own staff? And I, <laughs> I, I felt like I was listening to ourselves. <laughs> right? You just having this conversation? <laughs> I know, pretty much. But we absolutely love it, and it's great, and we enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, let's go one more time. One more song from Hale Sagan. And, uh, you know, last week or, or two weeks ago, we had Lilith and the Night on. This week, uh, Hale Sagan, in a perfect world, and I've mentioned this to both ladies at different times, in a perfect world, uh, both bands on one show. I think it would be absolutely incredible. Um, yeah. You know, you would get beautiful-looking women who can screech and sing with bands that rock. That would be something else. I mean, that would be a great show. I would love to see that. Um, I'm sure you would, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> For the music. I am a music lover. I got a little beauty I need, uh, you know, right here in the studio. She's uh, uh. you also, Jewel, but the, the wife, the wife's lingering in the studio too. She's there, you know, here. She's like, yeah, there's there's other people here. Now, Jewel brings the heat, folks. I don't want to lie to you. you know, she's rocking Wonder Woman costume. All the guys are like, yo, dude, who's Wonder Woman? And I'm like, take it easy, everybody. <laughs> Good stuff. We're going to do one more from Hale Sagan. And um, I guess this is a shout out to me because the song is called Just a Secret. Like that last two minutes worth of talking I just did. Should have kept it a secret to myself. Cause I, <laughs> Jules over here laughing hysterically as I'm making an ass out of myself. So I should have kept it just a secret. <laughs> cue the music. Yeah, cue the music. Is this thing on? Uh, yeah, one more from. Um, the excellent band Hail Sagan. This song is just a secret. Uh, runs a little, about four minutes and some change. We'll be back to you shortly. Enjoy our third selection of the evening. Got a secret. Thank you. 
Outstanding stuff. The band is Hale Sagan. They were our guests tonight, Sagan and Nick. Outstanding. Great, great vocals from Miss Sagan Amory. She's incredible. She is the purple goddess of heavy metal music, the self-proclaimed queen of Halloween, the king of sting, the master of disaster. That's enough. Anyway. <laughs> Sultan of Swat. Sultan of Swat. Sultan of Swat. <laughs> the big bambino. Baby. That guy? Baby, right? <laughs> Three big ones tonight from Hale Sagan. The cover of Epic, the one they did from Faith No More. That was uh, outstanding. Sagan did a job there with Epic. The Mirror, which is their big hit right now, and Just a Secret. Three songs tonight, Joel. I love playing music. Don't you love playing music? I love playing music. I love listening I to it. Just Me so too. I, I love... No, it really just adding to this great show. It is a great show. It is absolutely so. probably the tap, greatest tap show. In yeah, tap tap <laughs> on my back. Um, we were available for all your party entertainment, holidays, birthday parties, rock stations, weddings, what have you. All that good stuff. <laughs> we're here. We're here. Go to my page. Um, what are you doing? Just trying, to get, just trying to get more people to uh, tune in. Cause apparently, the uh, they go to the Stoop website and it's not getting them. So, um, I'm just trying to have people find us. Um, something that we should have did the other night. I know, you know, you party, you get a couple of drinks, and the strange things come out of your mouth. We were uh, loading it up pretty good, <laughs> and you know, we've got backup equipment. At the house, you know, in case the studio ever burns down, there's backup. And Jewel turns to me and says, let's do a show <laughs> right now. <laughs> and it was about, about midnight, maybe 1 o'clock or something like that. It actually would have been the greatest idea. After after the party was all said and done, I'm like, damn it, we really should have did a live party type show. Yeah, why not? I used to do that all the time. In my audio <laughs> class in college, we would get drunk and then just, you know, do my projects. It was a great time. Uh, yeah, I mean, we have, and it, it doesn't sound like a bad problem to have, but we have a mother load of beer packed in this house. So maybe, maybe Christmas. Maybe we'll have a stoop Christmas special, and we have people come to the house, and we'll try to find a good guest, and we'll drink beer and I wear a Santa hat because we'll give out presents you know what's the best and that we used to also do in college we used to have a Christmas party and dress up like Christmas characters like there'd be Clark Griswold and the abominable snowman and uh, Clara from the Nutcracker and a little Ralphie from the Christmas story it was (laughs) was so fun any excuse to dress up that's pretty good stuff, and uh, you know, like I said, I like Halloween, and then uh, uh, my friends, um, my Fisherville gang, my buddy CJ and his neighbors uh, from Woodland West, great people, great bunch of people, and they always have great parties. Uh, one of them always has a, uh, a Christmas party. It's usually an ugly sweater party. Uh, I went with the Mike Tyson shirt last year, which I love. Um, but they do that. Everybody you know, dresses up in, in different, not, not necessarily characters, different kind of sweater vests. And sweaters and all that wild stuff. Last year I wore my kilt because it was green, my red um, 
shirt and high socks, and I like making an ass out of myself. Something I, I do very well. Yeah, I either either you know do something crazy or just get my Wonder Woman pajamas and my Wonder Woman slippers and uh, and get drunk on Christmas Eve. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you and that that Wonder Woman thing. I'm a massive Wonder Woman fan. I really am. I've always loved Wonder Woman. Okay. Um, and, and I got to. I, I don't want to do well, but props. Job nicely done. And even Mike told you, Mike said, you know, don't get down on yourself because you, you wear it well. Everything. You're great on the show. We couldn't do it without you. I could do it without you, but I won't do it without you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. No, nah, I'm kidding. I when there, I couldn't imagine doing it with anybody else, and we've had to talk of how um, you know, a lot of people – you know, tried to do it in the beginning, and I had some names lined up. And when I was told to find you and 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 try you out and see how it worked, it was perfect. It clicked right away. Very thankful. It, it's outstanding. And we love what we do here. Yes, we do. You know, we're kind of like the uh, the male and female each other, kind of like the yin to the yang. It's um, seen at the party. We like to drink, get ridiculous. The more we drink, the more ridiculous we get. Uh, we try to explain to a couple of people how nine o'clock hour here is shoot. You know, uh, what do we call it? Shoot the shit or shit hits the fan. Shit hits the fan. We're explaining to it because people are like, after a while, two you start getting really loosened up. Well, we get drinks and it's at nine <laughs> o'clock. It hits the fan and it's the greatest thing ever. Hey, <laughs> check us out on Twitter at the Stoop Radio One. Check us out on Facebook, the Stoop Radio Network. Blog Talk Radio, just search the stoop. You can see all, see, you can listen to all the archived episodes from some great past guests Jennifer Taylor, Elizabeth Ho, Sagan Amory, uh, Lilith from Lilith in the Night, uh, the hilarious Sean Cannon, uh, Bart Chateau, uh, Jessica Barth. Jessica Barth, oh, absolutely, Jessica Barth. <laughs> she was awesome. Uh, Anson Williams, uh, many. Uh, I don't want to forget anybody, but I probably did. But anyway, if you check out the archive search, go to blogtalkradio.com. Again, in the search box, search the stoop, click it, you'll see the logo, and you can listen to all our great stuff because uh, we're busting balls here. We are breaking our ass to give you great entertainment. Let's talk about what we got coming up in the very near future here on the stoop. Jewel, how about it? How about it? How about it? November is Jewel Tatey month. She really kicked ass and got us some great names coming up for November. And we're going to start that at Wednesday night. We start a new month. It's Thanksgiving month, and we started off November 1st with the lovely and talented Natalie Sharp. Natalie has a new comedy out. Jewel, you know a little more about the show than I do. Um, tell the fans about uh, Natalie's new show. Yes. Sorry, I caught you called- off guard. You were back reading something, and I brought you back. <laughs> Wait. Oh, wait. I was just looking at her big calendar here. <laughs> Give me a second. No, it's Hit the Road, and it's on the Audience Network. Now, I've been trying to find it, but I, you might need DirecTV, but I'll get the exact number to you. But, yeah, it's starring Jason Alexander, and it's pretty much, he said that it's the Partridge family on Acid. It's hilarious. It debuted um, last week, so... If you have it, go catch up, go DVR it, whatever you need to do. It's hilarious. Go check it out. And, yeah, we'll see her on, speak to her on Wednesday. I'm so excited. I'm very excited for that, too. She's a lovely young lady. She, uh, I've seen some clips from the show, and um, I'm very excited. For her. I like Jason Alexander, too. So I'm excited to, yeah. to check that show out. We're going to have her here. 
that is November 1st. I'm sorry, I keep, you know, I started to get bombarded with uh, messages. And, you know, I like to, I like to answer people because i got to teach people how to check us on a regular basis. Uh, November 6th, we do something we absolutely love here. We bring more Philly live music. And one that Jewel is super excited about, and she was able to land this lovely woman. It is Sheena in the nosebleeds, and Sheena herself will be here on the show. We're going to play some tunes like we love to do. We're going to talk to Sheena about the Philly rock scene and, and uh, the moves her band's making something we're very excited for as well. Uh, November 8th, we're going to talk to one of our uh, PR favorites, a woman that brings us a lot of her talents. We're going to have her on the show to talk about it, Rachel Dares, uh, a great PR marketing giant. She is making strides. She also has, uh, you know, just so many stuff she does. She does traveling shows, and she's fantastic. She's smart. Uh, she's uh, attractive. She's wonderful. She's going to be a great guest. Look very much forward to that. Uh, girlies and 90s girls, get yourself ready. November 13th, the very handsome young man, Mr. Josh Server. Remember him from the show, all that on Nickelodeon. Josh is going to be here on the stoop. I know Jewel's excited for that. And yeah, he's a good looking guy, but yeah, I think she's more excited for the actor part of him. And I admire that, Jewel. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And even a guy, even I'm excited for this guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, you got to get some man meat. I mean, I'm excited for him, and I'm a straight uh, heterosexual male. Uh, <laughs> November fifteenth, the very funny, the quirky, the crazy Mr. House Sparks. That's going to be a dandy. Jewel is very excited about that. She's giddy. She's pumping her fist. Uh, House Sparks is going to be on the show. We are stoked for that. Very, very funny. We like comedians here as well. When we had Sean Kanan on, he was extremely funny. Uh, so we're dying to see what House Sparks brings to the program. We're going to let him let loose and kind of free form, and, and uh, hopefully some good stuff comes out of that one. Uh, November 20th, a young musician, a lovely young lady, Bella Elise, will be here on the stoop. We're going to play some music from her as well, up-and-coming young singer. November 22nd, we do have reserved, and we hope this is the night. The legend, the icon, Lita Ford is expected to join us. All goes well. You know, last time we were supposed to have her was the night of the California fires, and that's how it works here on the stoop. You know, <laughs> but uh, we hope uh, Lita's recovered. She's been doing some shows. Uh, have you been, have you been uh, checking her stuff out? Have you been uh, keeping up to date? Because it looks like she's been out performing a lot. Oh yeah, she's like all over the place, and she just won this award. I want to get it right, but it's like the the Rock Gods 2017 Rock. Hall of Fame inductee. I think I believe it's Rock Gods. But yeah, she's doing it, and I'm so excited to have her on that night. November 20th. Excuse me. Oh, my, a little hiccup. That's what that ball does. Like November 22nd. It was a November combination second. of alcohol That's and. Right. and yeah. It was a combination of the alcohol and the flat out excitement <laughs> of having Lita Ford on the show. Uh, the 27th. Fine young actress from the Disney Channel, the lovely Alyssa Drills will be on the show. We're very excited about that. We get excited for young up-and-coming actresses as well. Uh, on the 29th, we are going to have another great singer, Taylor Gale, a performer that uh, Jewel has come across with. She's got a great following, and uh, she's got some good music. Very much worth listening to. Check her out. We're, uh, we, of course, have some dates lined up for December. We have a couple artists from uh, Michael Stover's MTS Management Group. We'll tell you a little bit about them in the uh, on the next episode as we start to line up uh, December and uh, get into a new year. It, it's been great. We are on a roll. We have 
an outstanding November lineup with some amazing guests. Uh, and, of course, uh, in there soon we're going to bring back Steve Howie. Steve uh, apologized to us greatly. He had to miss uh, last Wednesday's episode. He had uh, some commitments out in New York. But, of course, uh, you know, November is uh, apparently man meat month, so we've got to try and get him on before the end of November. <laughs> man meat November. Do you do man- anything crazy? Do you do anything? Do you let your beard grow? What do you do? No I just shave, got November? done shaving the damn thing. Man, I just got done shaving the damn thing for Halloween. So <laughs> I guess we're gonna grow it and see what happens, right? Yeah, hell yeah! You got it. That was my audio project at Penn State. I have to bring that on the stoop one day. But it was uh, November beard, we called it, and all my guy friends grew out their beard. And then uh, December first was Crazy Mustache Day when they shaved it all off. And the first person who shaved got punished, and they had to eat these uh, atomic hot wings. That, that atomic hot Wow. Oh, wow. shit, yeah. You had to sign, sign like, a waiver and everything to eat these wings. So that, that was a loser that had to go eat the wings. You should do it. You and Mike should do a No Shave November beard. Uh, if I got to eat, eat burning hot wings, if I lose, I don't know. I'm <laughs> I'm a lightweight when it comes to hot wings. I love them. I, I like, I usually eat them mild. Yeah, I'm, I'm that guy. Um, something else then. Some other punishment. Yeah, something else. Yeah, this, yeah. I, I tell you what, after, I mean... Yeah, not not to tell stories, but I sure as hell ain't gonna try and out drink Mike either, because Mike is a Mike's a guy that can handle his drinks. <laughs> he's a fish. He might he doesn't act like it, but he's a damn fish that one. He could put it away, but you know what else I'm gonna say, and I'm gonna say it on the air while you're here and uh hopefully he's out there listening to us. Um he is a uh very courteous gentleman as well. I, I noticed he always checked on you so you were fed. Make sure you had drinks. He made several oh, trips yeah. upstairs to bring you stuff and bring it back down. And I said to Cassie, I'm like, I was watching Mike all night, and he really does take care of his lady. And he showed, you're amazing. You're both amazing people. And that's lovely. Especially to when I'm in heels and I can't walk up the steps, and he feels my pain. He's like, baby, you okay? I'll walk for you. I'll carry you home. <laughs> <laughs> he's great about that. We take care of each other. When he's down and out, I try to help him. But no, he's the best. Uh, I always thought this because. The the first bad hangover I had, and and he was with me at Penn State. He's like, and he brought me this like fresh ice water in the bathroom. I'm like, oh my god. He's like holding my hair back. I'm like, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of and hair. I, I give this guy a lot of credit. <laughs> a lot of hair. <laughs> yeah, he can hold that hair back. He is a yeah. keeper. But uh, it's pretty awesome. And uh, you know, it was, it was a great time. And I just. Watch them. Um, I give a shout out too. Uh, my wife was barking at people, saying, "You better be listening to the stoop." I heard her telling a lot of people that. That's <laughs> great. And she just did a phenomenal job. She made what is known as walking tacos. Yes. If, yes. If you've never had this before, I'm going to recommend this right now. She made a massive crock pot of taco meat, and she diced up onions and tomatoes, and lettuce, and she had sour cream, uh, guacamole, if that's your thing, it wasn't my thing, guacamole, taco sauce. What you do is you get a little bag of Fritos, and you crush them up, and you open the bag, and you put the taco stuff right inside. You mix it, and you're walking around this Frito bag of tacos. How many did you eat, Because I know how many I had. Uh, so two and a half. 
Two and a half because Mike was Mike was like munching on mine. I'm like, get off my damn top. <laughs> yeah. And then he, he looked over and I was just like scarfing him down. <laughs> he was like, hey, can I eat? I'm like, no. No, <laughs> they <bigger>. were. Uh, <laughs> my wife did phenomenal. I had four of them. Tacos were very big in my house. I, I pride myself on making good tacos. But I tell you, she gave me a run for my money. They were outstanding. She did an amazing job. They were so good. Uh, I give her a lot of credit. I love parties. I'm a party guy. I like having them in my house. But she kicked ass to put it together, um, and she did a great job. I don't know if she's listening tonight. It sounds like there's TV going on upstairs and the dog running around going crazy. So, uh, yeah, probably no. Uh, probably not Props to Kathy. No, Props I really had so much fun. Great host. Great. great host. Thank you very much. That's what I aim for. My uh, my door's open. Depends. I mean, if you're some weird straggling dude that happen to accidentally come upon the stoop tonight and you live like in uh, Texas and you're going to fly up here and you know, try to take my house over, you may not be welcome. Well, now I know because you're just great host <laughs> and that's why you invite everyone because your house is so cool and you make such good food and you're a great host. So now I know why you invite everyone over all the time. <laughs> Thank you. I like numbers. She's like, I don't know. And then I'm like, oh, there's only like it. the list currently had like 30 some people, like only 30 some people. Like, how many do you want? <laughs> Me, 50. And it was uh, easily, there was easily 50 people. Plus. I'm the same way. I always, always throw the parties and have as many people. Here's a, uh, here's a great comment to show you just where our audience goes. We've got a great audience. And uh, I'm not going to mention this fellow's name, but I'm going to say his comment. Uh, he was trying to find the show, trying to find the link. I uh, was having a hard time doing it. And he, and he came in and he made a comment and said, yeah, I actually found it through Sagan's page. Uh, sorry, I'd rather check her out than you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh. <laughs> I don't blame him. Man, Sagan's Buddy. lovely. Who the hell wants to see my face? <laughs> That's funny stuff. Right? He's, he's a funny guy. Um, his name's Joe, and he's a very funny individual. And that was a great comment. That actually made me laugh out loud. Very good. Yeah, I don't want to see me either. I'm, I'm definitely not the face of this program. Uh, Jewel is the face of the program, and we have attractive uh-huh. guests, male or female. They're the face. I'm just some ugly guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, awkward silent moment, as I talk about. <laughs> I, was reading, I was reading the mean comments. What the hell? That's a mean comment. It's a funny comment. It's a good comment. No, it's a very good comment. Comments. <laughs> Be I easy, just, people. Chill. I thought everybody was okay. I mean, we got a fun. Oh, you mean about the wig? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the wig went over good. Uh, somebody called me uh, Donald Trump with glasses. Um, somebody said he felt bad for the chihuahua on my head. Somebody <laughs> asked, what is that on your head? Somebody said, I definitely have a face for radio. Yeah, the world's full of comedians. Even my uh, my aunt-in-law, if you will, told me I look stupid. <laughs> she said, stupid? Ha, 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 you look stupid. I'm sorry, Jeff. I don't like it. <laughs> Thanks, Aunt oh, Pam. That God. is terrific. That's heartfelt. But that's what family and friends can do. And that's, you know, yeah. I kind of like that about Facebook. I, I put a video on. I, I try to do a uh, show announcement video shortly before we go on. And uh, last couple weren't gooked. The, the rocking office chair, and I'm rocking like a knucklehead. So tonight I picked a chair that stayed stable. Yeah, Even you're not, you're I hear you rocking back and forth. <laughs> yeah. I was afraid you were hearing this hamster behind me, but. <laughs> There's a hamster behind you? Okay. You know how rumors start. Yeah. Don't be telling people you're playing with gerbils <laughs> no, and wait, wait. in your back. <laughs> in a wheel. You know what? 
exercising. We've got... We really do lose it at the 9 o'clock. We should end the show at 9. Because at the 9, it becomes an absolute shit show. Jesus Christ. Um, Let's do that. Let's take two seconds to read the best of Facebook. A young lady just posted, Am I the only fat ass with three bags of Halloween candy next to my bed? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I got a good one. It's about a peeing cat. (laughs) Wait, where was it? Damn it. I can't. All right, I lost it. You got another <laughs> oh, one? Damn it. Uh, no, but I just I'm, I'm laughing at I'm laughing at random stuff. There's just so much funny things you get to see, and you know there was that time when people said, "Oh, Facebook is bad, and Facebook does this and that." It's actually freaking hilarious. Some of the stuff that people post are oh, hilarious. Oh no, here it is. All right, all right, this is okay. Oh, sorry. This is Overwinter, no, and she just just posted a picture, and it was a cat, a, a painting of a cat in the bathroom. It's like a painted banner, and it says, urine, luck, like urine, like pee. (laughs) (laughs) It has flowers. It's all pretty, and yeah, that was pretty funny. Uh, Here's something uh, from the world of sickening. I know we've got a lot of silly people listening in. Uh, The winless Arizona Coyotes who came into tonight's game 0-10 have now taken the Flyers to overtime 3-3. With about four minutes left, uh, your Philadelphia 76ers have a 10-point lead over the Houston Rockets in the third quarter. On Monday Night Football, the Kansas Chiefs, near the end of the second quarter, have a 17-3 lead over the Denver Broncos. So, uh, yeah, it's disgusting. The Flyers are going to uh, possibly lose to a team that hasn't won all season. How does that make you feel, Jewel? Well, after the Penn State game, I'm just upset with sports this week, so... Oh, the Penn State game is a heartbreaker. You know, I know it's Monday, and I know we've had a chance to uh, try to kind of recover from that. But Penn State's one-point loss to Ohio State after having an 18-point lead was a dagger in the side. And I was trying to get ready for the Halloween party, and, you know, my whole costume's laying on the bed. My wife comes in, and she's like, "Uh, are we getting ready? I'm like, "Uh, do you not see what's on TV? (laughs) I probably should have just got ready and got in the shower and not actually watched it happen because it kind of broke my heart. That's what I had to do. I just had to step away because I had it on silent. I was getting ready for the party, and I kept looking. And then, of course, Mike ruined it. He came in and, like, blared the TV, and that's when all went to shit. It just all went that, downhill. I'm like, God damn it. Certain people don't understand the jinxing process. The volume has to stay the same. you got to stay in the same seat. you got to be yeah. – everything has got to be exact. And if yeah. you Mess with things like the volume and all that, it throws off the, the karma. It becomes so. bad juju. I was horrible. I didn't even that, put that, on music. That's why. I, I, I usually, like, blast my music. When I, I didn't even put on music. I was just listening to it at a, at a nice, easy level, and then a hell broke loose. And there you have it, folks. The Penn State fans in the audience, it's Mike Devlin, D-E-V-L-I-N. <laughs> he is the reason that Penn State is not going to the national championship. No, I'm kidding. Tell you what, um, if I yeah. heard JT Barnett one more time, I was going to freaking throw my, oh my TV. God, you know, and we got about nine minutes left on the show, and I'm going to touch on this for a minute or two. I have always been a massive fan of Gus Johnson. I think the guy is a phenomenal announcer. He calls a great game. He shows a lot of passion and really gets into it. But he was pretty much slobbering on the knob 
of JT Barnett. Yeah, I can say slobbing on the knob. It, it's, you know, no, yeah, it, says right, <laughs> it says right on Blog Talk Radio, your freedom, your forum, here's my forum. Gus Johnson, be a little more of an everyman. You're announcing a national game. It's not an Ohio State network, and you're there blowing this kid over the game he played. Yeah, he had a tremendous finish. But you were screaming like you had a million dollars bet on the game. And you're supposed to be – you're supposed to play both sides of the fence. You're supposed to announce a game, call a game. If, you, if it was a national network, if it was an Ohio State game, you're a national Ohio State announcer, yeah, you do that. I would do mm-hmm. that. I'm really for a national scene and says Barnett is awesome. Barnett is awesome. Barnett is awesome. We get it. All right. Huge victory. I felt like we were watching the Eagles game, how much they were on the, <laughs> on the, <laughs> the, the bad parts of the other team. I'm telling you, yeah. it, it felt like <coughs> what, what does people have against, what do people have against Philly and Penn State? They don't do that with it, Pittsburgh. It, it's really about ratings. And, and the sad thing is you hope that the, past Penn State scandals are a little bit behind it, but it's, it's not just the not the big... Ball. Right, and it's not the big marketable team. Ohio State is more of a marketable mega college, you know, and people... You know, TV is better for ratings as they always say. Trust me, I'm sure two years ago when Villanova won the NCAA championship, it wasn't all that well perceived. Um, mm-hmm. It's just something about this town. It's got a bad rap, and I don't get it. I think it's friggin' awesome. Uh... You know when it's when John was on the show, was, yeah, yeah. And when John was on the show, it was always about New York, and he even kind of quipped and was like, "Oh, I heard you kind of went with a Philly format." Yeah, we're goddamn Philly. And if you don't like it, there's a word that starts with F. It's four letters, <laughs> got K on the end, and a Y O U. And it's and it's not four. Ernest. Okay. <laughs> no, but I, I when that whole thing happened, I was like. You know, my school died and this and that, and I was really upset. But how are you going to just trash an organization and the biggest alumni in the U.S.? Like, there's just so much. It's just bigger than that. It's just bigger than that, and and people just need to get over their little shit fits and and not downplay the kids because of it. Like, I, I hate that. Like, it's still my school. It's still, I don't know. It's just, you know what I mean? Exactly, and um, you know Saquon Barkley, the amazing running back from uh, Penn State, might be the best player in the nation. He played uh, he played a good game. And he had a hard yeah. second half. The defense did you know step up, but you know that kid yeah, gets he was on fire in the first half. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and you didn't you really didn't hear his name in the post game show. It was all you know mm-hmm. Dick Eaton, Ohio State, and that's fine. You know, whatever, whatever you think. You don't what have do to you love think us. about? We, the loss of Peters. That hurts. You know, Eagles losing Jason Peters hurts. It is a trade deadline. I start seeing some trades are being made. I kind of think the Eagles might have made a move. And, you know, the guy that I mentioned earlier, Dwayne Brown, that was a guy I thought uh, would have been great here. But they gave up a lot to get him. The Seahawks gave up uh, Jeremy Lane, who was a starting corner, second-round pick, and a fifth-round pick. That, that's a lot. It's a lot to give up. So we'll see. We'll see what the Eagles do. The offensive line didn't look great yesterday, but, you know, they're 7-1. Playing some outstanding ball, and uh, they got some tough games coming up there. They got Denver uh, and that tough defense. They got two against Dallas, so you know, we got to work it out. Still very early, so a lot can happen. So, uh, you know, one little injury, anything like that, we'll stay positive. And uh, people of Philadelphia can 
go on Facebook and say, yeah, I'm getting my dollar coffee today. It ain't about your goddamn dollar coffee. It's about my goddamn <laughs> seven and one eagle. <laughs> dollar coffee's nice, though. Dollar coffee is nice, except when you see the lines. I mean, the lines are ridiculous. Like, I can't. So bad. What the hell? Telling you. Mike had to, like, drop us off today because Joey had our little Halloween parade today, and she, he she really looked amazing. Oh, thank you. My daughter was a Sky from Paw Patrol because I couldn't pick this year, so she could pick herself. <laughs> you know I didn't pick this one. <laughs> I felt bad because she good. had this, this uh, Tinkerbell costume that I thought was really cute, but it would have been really cute if Mike was Peter Pan. <laughs> but he didn't want to do that, so I was like, you know what? Let's just go back. Pick whatever you want. She's like, I want Paw Patrol. So I was like, all right. Be like every other kid <laughs> in a Paw Patrol. But, oh, oh, the line. So he dropped us off at the parade, and it took him like 20 minutes to, to come back with a coffee from Dunkin' Donuts at the corner. I believe I like, it. You know, these lines are ridiculous. I'm just stuck with my Starbucks. I did. I had a Dunkin' Donut and a Starbucks today. That's pretty good. I, I I'm still drink wired. coffee from my... No, <laughs> coffee doesn't do that to me. I'll drink coffee at 9 o'clock at night and go right to bed. It doesn't really phase me like that. I guess no, it yeah, should, but... Yeah, Starbucks does. keeps me up. Starbucks does... It's like jet fuel for me. That's why I like it. If you want to go to bed without delay, sounds like a commercial break. Folks, you want to go to bed without delay? <laughs> Tropicana by Heavy Seats. Suck down six of these bad boys, get on the radio show, and by 10 o'clock... You're in bed. Tropicana by Heavy Seas, the beer of choice. Where's our brewery? You should be their spokesperson. I thank you. I think I should. I don't. Heavy Seas, I think that's local. Baltimore, Baltimore, Maryland, road trip. Stoop road trip. Road trip. Yes. Yes, my uh, my brewery. Yeah, my my brother-in-law lives out there, too, so he could probably uh, just tour the city. Yeah. Oh. What the hell are we waiting for? All right, folks. Thanks for tuning in to Super. We're on our way to Baltimore. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. We should do that. I don't even care if it's cold out. I don't give a shit. Heavy Seas is like my absolute favorite. They make a lot of great selections. I'm here pushing like they're paying for the show. They should be. God damn it. Well, they should be. <laughs> so, we... <laughs> and, uh, you know, we're just a few minutes left. Uh, I want to thank again our very special guest evening Sagan and Nick the lovely couple who front the band Hail Sagan and there are three great songs on Epic The Mirror and Just a Secret remember HailSaganOfficial.com is the website check out their music download on iTunes Apple Music I already got it off Apple Music I got my, my Sagans we didn't we didn't do what's on your playlist tonight. I didn't have to because that was on my playlist those three are my brand new selections so that's yeah. what's on my playlist Same. yeah yep so we're good Wow, but that for the first time ever, we had the same exact. Uh, what's, we tied everything. We tied what's on your playlist. We tied <laughs> in the candy showdown. We ended on a great top five list. Joel, an amazing job. Probably your best episode ever. You're fired. Oh, well. well <laughs> <laughs> See ya. Nah, really. Yeah, um, that's great. You know, yeah, a couple weeks from now, it'll be uh, the stoop with host Joel Tatey and co host somebody else. I'm going to be out soon. I'm going to be called. Yeah. Me and uh, Mac- Josh Server and Hal Sparks. Holy shit. Look <laughs> at you. What's up, fellas? That'd be the weirdest interview ever. Hi, guys. How are you? It'd be so weird. 
<laughs> that would be oh, creepy. <laughs> That's it. Once a week, we'll do the stoop creeps out. We'll do like a creepy episode. I don't think we need like, that. <laughs> we have yeah, we're creepy enough. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. We just got the cue from the um, robotic um, producer. 90 seconds. Jesus Christ. Can't get a break. Oh, God. Let's bring it home. So. Two full hours worth of awesomeness on a TGIM. Uh, for this, I mean, I did that again. I always mess up. For the amazing, wonderful, beautiful, super Wonder Woman herself, Jewel Tady. I am Jeff the Shark Perini. Thank you, as always, for listening to this. We will talk to you Wednesday night. And remember, don't be a douche. And and check your children's candy bars. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Happy Halloween. <laughs> I suck. I suck. Happy Halloween. Yeah. Ah. Ah, ah. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. 20 seconds until we get cut off the air, you lucky bastards. (laughs) Uh, Again, for Jewel and Jeff, thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you real soon. And happy birthday, Mrs. Devlin. Happy birthday, Bob. Love you. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.